Hey everyone, Julia here, and welcome to 20 Fucking Something, the podcast that breaks down the chaoticness of living in your 20s by diving into the ins and outs of dating, friendship, anxieties we all face, and whatever other bullshit that happens in your 20s. Wow, hey guys, it's uh, it's been a hot minute, sorry about that, shit's been a, a little crazy, but let's get into it. So... A couple of things have come up that, you know, I've been going on and hence why I've been gone for like a week or, oh my god, like two weeks now. Um, But so I just kind of wanted to like catch up and give some updates. But I don't know if anyone else has been doing this and I made a TikTok video about it kind of recently about sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I have a lot of like morning anxiety, especially after maybe a night of drinking or if I have a stressful week coming up classic Sunday scaries, whatever, you name it, it happens. And I find that when I'm drinking coffee in the morning, because I use, I have a French press, and so I make like a full thing, which sometimes is like five cups, and you know, in the morning you just, you know, you refill your cup, whatever. Next thing I know, I'm like twitching and going crazy and, and whatnot. So something I've been trying to do is to drink tea instead in the morning which I actually think has been super helpful and uh or like warm lemon water which is great for the digestion I'm very awake but I'm not like caffeine high which then doesn't make me crash at like two in the afternoon and I feel like I'm a little bit more clearer and stable and so I don't know if anyone else has that same feeling but it's totally uh, a fun new thing to do, like a you know trying different morning routines and different ways to kind of balance life out or balance at least the way I feel in the morning, especially when you're being woken up by that like nuclear bomb, uh, you know, alarm on your phone or whatever. But so that that's my new little fun thing. And if anyone has any tips or tricks on you know what to do. When, or like what they do for when they have morning anxiety. I know yoga's been really helpful too sometimes, but I'm also a little too like jittery to do yoga most of the time. But um, yeah, so if anyone's got any good tips and tricks, like feel free to DM me or comment below or whatever. But yeah, so some of the big stuff that's been happening in my life is that I graduated from my master's program and... Time really flew by. I thought it was supposed to be longer than it was. Um, I still have to find, you know, an internship and a job to, uh, you know, keep my time in Paris still valid and uh, to finish out my visa. And I'm currently looking for a new apartment that will luckily be fully furnished with Wi-Fi and TV and phone and cable and, you know, electricity, gas, heat, whatever you name it, it has to be there. I cannot go through that same headache ordeal that I did the first time because that was just, that was too much. Um, so I gave my 30 days notice because luckily in France, tenants have a right to uh, like vacate their apartment within with a 30 day minimum notice. So I took advantage of that and I found a new real estate Uh, agent and I found a really great apartment it's in a new neighborhood so I'm honestly a little bit nervous about that because I you know finally nine months in and I'm really comfortable and adjusted to the neighborhood I'm in now 
So, you know, it's kind of like starting over, but I think it's good. I'm excited for some change. I'm excited to really get to know a new part of Paris. So I'm moving in later in late June, and I think it's going to be really good. Um, but yeah, on the French front as well, I'm, I just reapplied for my new visa residency permit, which God knows how much the French love their bureaucracy. I've had a lot of paperwork I've had to do. Um, and so I should hear back soon, I hope. Uh, I haven't gotten any follow-up emails about more paperwork, which is a good thing. Um, so I'm hoping probably in the next maybe two weeks or so, because once that's done, then I don't need to worry about that. But it's pretty crazy because um, we talk with the immigration services through AUP and you know, because of the program, it works to, so you can get like a student extension and you know, whatever technical bullshit they go through. But since you get your visa once, you're more likely to get it extended for another couple of years, you know? Um, so it's really interesting to just kind of see how things are going to unfold. I am someone who definitely thinks about 10 steps ahead and so this whole process is very much so getting me to just chill out and be okay with figuring out shit that's going on in the now and not so much like what I need to worry about in 10 months <laughs> but it is stressful because you know hey if it goes through I could be here for another year or two whatever or if not I'll be a uh, rejected and squatting in France so god help me if that's the case but I really don't think so and I'm really excited but in other news, I and it's been a week or so I think since the the iconic or I don't even know if iconic's the right word Kendall Jenner cutting cucumbers video and oh my god I don't even know where to begin because it's just it's just so embarrassing and I understand that some people just don't know how to cook or they're not very good but. What is she, like 25, 24 years old and she can't properly cut a cucumber? Like, that to me just, like, I saw that and I was like, people, this is why it's so important to be self-sufficient in most aspects of life. Like, you don't have to be a gourmet chef, but at least know how to cut a fucking cucumber. My God, it's really not that hard. But... On the bigger note of being self-sufficient, like if you can't be self-sufficient, then you can't properly take care of yourself. And yes, you know, being in your 20s, you're a little more flexible and, you know, in the way that you eat and, you know, being more able to, you know, take, do takeout and like whatever. Our bodies are more ad flexible to traumatic lifestyles of drinking all the time and eating like shit and whatever. But it is important to have good self-care practices and be self-sufficient because like you're the only one who can take care of yourself at the end of the day or at least know what's best for you. And so watching that video, I also was just dying at Kris Jenner because she was like a normie before. So, you know, it's funny to see her like kind of cheer, you know, Kendall on and whatever but also at the same time trying you I feel like you could see on her face she's like oh honey like come on but I thought that was really funny and I had a good laugh and I'm not really one to like watch reality tv but I've been watching the new you know Kardashians and it's actually pretty funny it's pretty good but yeah the cucumber thing was 
was something all right. Um, but, you know, also about self-care and being self-sufficient is also kind of knowing like what's best for you, as I just said. And so, um, and also like knowing how to do boundaries and whatnot. And so I had an interesting encounter maybe about like two weeks ago with um, A2 who reached out because, uh, you know, he's moving to London and whatever. And I haven't spoken to him in, in months at this point. And so my, you know, I really like to listen to my mom on this one where she says, always act with a kind heart and good intentions and put good vibes out into the universe because, and I can say this from experience, whenever someone has ever done something shitty to me or been mean to me or like whatever, they always, like people always feel bad in the end and they will always want to come back to you or they'll always be thinking about the shitty behavior that they did towards you. And so if you can take the high road you know, unless you really got to put a bitch in their place. But if you can always take the high road and really just keep your head up and act with a kind heart, it really goes to show that like, karma is real and that people who wrong you, like, will think about that and they will let that haunt them for a long time. And if they don't, then sociopath vibes and you definitely don't need that shit and you don't need to think about them because that's not your problem. You can only, you can't control what people say, but you can control how you react. So it was definitely a really interesting interaction. I mean, yeah, it's really interesting to see people when you haven't really seen them for a while or you haven't talked to them and the way that you, maybe your thought changes or your, like your opinion or your feelings towards someone. And it was funny because Sophia and I were talking about, um, like how I keep a diary. I've kept a diary for the last, oh my God, since I think like 2014. And yeah, it's not like consistent, but now, I mean, growing up now it is, but um, it's so interesting to like go back and read all of my old journal entries and like to read about the good things that were going on and the bad things. And I'm, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, you're so dramatic. Like the melodrama that I write in these, it's like a movie, but... <laughs> Um, it is really interesting to, I think, be in a different place and to reflect on how you felt in the past or whatever. And that's why it's always important to keep looking forward and to remember, like, nothing is as ba bad as it is right now. Um, I mean, yeah, shit hits the fan, but you have nowhere else but up. There's only rock bottom and it's rock bottom for a reason because you got to just keep going. Um... But it was definitely interesting seeing A2 because now I am dating someone. I like am fully seeing somebody and uh, they're really amazing and they're really awesome. And the interesting part is, is that I don't know them at all. Like I, we have zero background or mutual connection. And the only reason that I met them was because they work at the restaurant that I always go to, like down the street from my apartment. And, you know, sometimes it's funny how like life works and we happen to get into contact with each other. And yeah, so we've been seeing each other and I'm so happy and I'm, you know, just going with the flow. We're just going to figure things out as it goes, whatever, as you do in all most relationships. Like we're just trying to have fun. We're having a great time. I feel good. I feel sparkly and I'm and I know they feel the same and 
so yeah, I'm really excited to see like what happens, but the really interesting and kind of, for me at least, scary but nice thing is that, you know, when you date someone that you don't know, it's a completely clean slate. Like, I don't know your past, you don't know mine, you know, what I know is what you tell me, but at the same time, like, I only know what you've told me, and... Yeah, so it's not like you need to always know everyone's skeletons in their closet, but I know in a lot of my past relationships, I've always known like who they've hooked up with and who they've dated and where they hang out with and the crazy shit that happened to them in high school and college and like whatever. And for me, I like now realize, I think as I've gotten older, that like knowledge is power, obviously, but also that type of knowledge one, you don't always need to know everything about everyone. I think ignorance is bliss in some situations. And second of all, I think when you know a lot of stuff like that, it already, there's no room to really explore or like make your own mind up about a person because you've already come to whatever conclusion based on the information that you have. And it is, it's nice to be able to not have any of that background noise and bullshit dictate the way or help me determine how I feel about somebody because I know that so much of it especially coming out of college and being in your 20s and whatnot is a lot of people that you're gonna date you will have known your friends may have hooked up with them you know whatever and a lot of the times that's a huge factor in like not being with someone or not hooking up with them or not even being friends with them and so coming from a position where I don't know you, you don't know me, but like, let's, let's learn about each other. And hopefully, sh like, it's not too scary what you've got going on in there. But I know I've got my dark secrets. I've got my own scary shit going on. Um, and it's just I think about being able to act with a kind heart, like I was saying, and, and be open and be authentic. And I think I have a great radar for like, persona, character, and like feeling people's vibes and I I consider myself very lucky in that um because I know some people who aren't <laughs> and like no shade or shame to that but um it's nice because I do think when I meet people I get really good vibes and I know when I am ignoring like actual red flags and not like orange green flags you know um but yeah, the whole dating someone and like, I meet a lot of their friends now and the whole, like they're French and, um, you know, they speak really good English and whatever. And I'm practicing my French as we go, but it's definitely an interesting thing doing the whole, you know, you know, really dating someone he's Parisian. And so it's really interesting meeting their friends and some of them speak English and others don't. And I was talking to a friend of mine who's also dating a French guy. And sometimes it can be a little alienating in the sense of like, you know, when you're in a group of friends and, you know, we're all shooting the shit and whatever and conversation starts to go really fast. It's a little crazy in English. Now imagine if you're sitting there with a bunch of French people who are also speaking French slang and whatever, like, uh, it, I'm a very, I would like to think, not to toot my own horn, a very personable and like funny and relatable like person and so being in the situation 
where sometimes I feel like a complete dud because I can't keep up and I can't contribute to like the conversation. It's just like me sitting there looking pretty and it's just a very, it sometimes can be very alienating and not, and make you not feel like you're being yourself. Um, so I don't know if anyone else is like dating a non-American person, but I think most people feel that way. I mean, I know they do. We went to this crazy gala that was a part of the graduation and um, it's, I think, all about making sure the other person feels included because even, you know, you can still pick up on, on a joke whether you actually understand it or not based on like facial symbolism and recognition and like whatever. And so we went to this gala and it was just so funny to see them like with it was all of us talking in English, riffing off of each other, going crazy. And it, and it was funny to look at them while we're doing this to see if, you know, he was keeping up. And at one point I looked over and I was like, oh, are you following? And he just had a big smile and he just looked at me and he was like, absolutely not. I have no idea what you're saying. And it was funny because I looked at him and I started laughing and I was like, oh, well, like now you understand how I feel when like, I can tell you're all talking about something fucking hilarious and I'm just sitting there like, ah, like, yeah, totally. I so understand what you're saying. Um, but, you know, I think we're both real sports about it. I, yeah, sometimes it's like a little uncomfortable or whatever, but I've also really learned to be okay with like not having to say anything. And sometimes it's kind of nice because, um, Living here is, it's exhausting, always having your brain in a different language. And don't get me wrong, I signed up for it. I know that. I made the decision to go somewhere where English was not the first language. But it is a little exhausting. Um, however, I will say my French is definitely getting a lot better. Um, so at least there's that. But besides that, um, things are good. Hopefully shit gets a little bit more calm because I can't keep up, but this summer is going to be a lot of fun. Shout out to my girl, Solana Chatfield or Monkey Girl 13. Um, she and I are going to Greece with Sophia and we're going in August and I'd like to take a couple of other trips. So hopefully those will be some episodes when we're on uh, vacation, but yeah, I need, it's nice to like have a break or whatever, but my family was also here for the graduation and it was really funny because we were all just squished into my apartment and we were all like sharing rooms and stuff. And, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I love seeing them and I love having them, but I think to being in my own space and kind of having my own routine and whatnot is definitely a little unnerving when I have my sisters who have sticky fingers and whatever. Um, over, even though I don't seem to have lost anything this time at least, but, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun, but it was also a lot of, you know, go, 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 a lot of whatever. We ate some, like, at some good restaurants, but so they left and then they left at like 7 a.m., you know, a couple days ago and I was like, oh great, I'll go back to bed. And then all of a sudden I was just laying in my bed and I was like, oh my God, it's so quiet. The silence is so weird. So I had a little bit of separation anxiety, but, um, well, they're gone now. And so back to the routine, the usual shit show that is my life. But, um, yeah, I'm really glad we got to catch up. Sorry guys. It's been 
two, three weeks, but we'll be back on schedule. I'm really excited for the next episode. It should be pretty good, and I'll talk to you guys then. And remember, this is 20-fucking-something, the podcast that breaks down the chaoticness of living in your 20s. Stay bold out there, and I'll catch you guys next time.